2: your discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifiers Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that...
3: Previously on Hawthorne's Crusade, F-Cell was restructured with the addition of two newly recruited agents and deployed to Chicago to begin investigations into a growing number of homeless disappearances, and to assess if they were in any way related to a strangely decayed body that was pulled from Lake Michigan. The unnatural vectors were eventually tracked to the home of Vicky O'Neill, the potentially unsuspecting origin of the infestation that, with time, would have grown to threaten the entire city. Agents were successful in containing and eliminating the infestation, but evidence suggested that, while Mrs. O'Neill was under no influence and in full control of her own actions, she may have been a pawn for an unknown party.
2: So it's been a few months since we last saw f It's now, slightly after July 4th, and you're all back in normal lives. Delta Green's been silent, you haven't been contacted for anything, no operations since then. There's been a little correspondence back and forth between you and Miss Pine about how uh, they, tried doing, they, they tried to run down uh, Cairo importing, and they came up with nothing as well. It seems to be a dead end, a suspicious dead end, but they're going to keep trying to run it down because the only lead they have is the weird, mysterious outbreak in Chicago. Pick a, everyone give me an inopportune time for someone to call you for your character.
0: Florence is probably like sitting down for dinner with her girlfriend to try to make
3: up for the big like fight they just had. Fair enough.
1: Boxshot. Uh, boxshot really doesn't have an awkward time to call him per se. I mean, you could try calling him in the middle of the night, I guess, if you want. But like, that's fair. There's not an awkward time for him. He's kind of in between jobs right now because of (laughs) the uh, assignment. So, actually, question for you on this one. Do I technically, like, when I'm not.
2: Oh, no, you still work for the CIA. You're, you have That's a. What I yeah, you're still full okay. time with that. You are just kind of pulled off that at random. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I, I guess the only time for that would probably be if I'm out doing CIA stuff, I guess.
2: Like, I have a better idea than that. We will get to it in a second. Uh, Francis, okay. what, what's a bad time for you to be called?
4: Probably when I'm at work. All just right. like in the middle of, like, I don't know, probably. A, paperwork or like a meeting you know how it yeah.
2: is And last but not least uh faust i'm assuming it's like mid-sermon or something like that yeah it
3: could be in the middle of a sermon or it could be in the middle of class
2: all right so we're gonna kind of, we're gonna play a little fast and loose with this for a quick second because it's the same spiel for all four of you but so uh your phone rings everyone give me a luck roll
4: a luck roll
2: yeah
0: 17 out of 50
4: success. oh not lucky 92 out of 50 failed uh, I burn my rabbit's foot use. Oh, wait, this is a different game,
2: sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you succeeded, you were on vibrate at least. If you failed, the ringer's still on. So the phone rings, and it rings, and it rings. Do you try and pick up right now, or do you try and, like, silence it and hold off for a couple seconds?
4: Uh, uh, does, do I, does the number look familiar to me? It is unlisted. Is this my burner phone, or is this my normal phone? Your normal phone. Oh, I just just silence it and let it go to voicemail. And I apologize to my coworkers.
3: I will ignore it until it more than likely rings again in the middle of me teaching class and whatnot. And I will excuse myself and step out of the hallway to take the call.
2: All right. Florence, yours is incognito. Do you answer it or do you kind of press silent for the time being to buy yourself some space?
0: Lawrence is just going to say that she has to use the bathroom and go answer the phone in the bathroom.
2: Yeah. Alright, so in Foxtrot, you are about to get on a helicopter to go somewhere when your phone goes off. Okay. What do you do? Do you kind of step back off of it? Do you take the call on the helicopter? What's the plan? I will,
1: uh... I'll, I'll, I'll hold off for a second, tell the helicopter wait a minute while
2: I answer this. Alright. So let's start with you on this one. You answer, you said, right? hmm Yeah, so you, you pick up the phone, and this is a... I'll be sure of what's under the line. Hello, this is Naomi with Midas Investing and Financial. I am calling to confirm that we should expect you Monday uh, and to arrange your meal and beverage preferences. I am also calling to confirm that um, Delta Airlines will be acceptable and if you have any seating preferences.
1: Hmm. First class.
2: But of course, Mr. Foxtrot.
1: Oh 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 yeah.
2: Uh, sounds good. I'm sorry, this is Jonathan Fo- Foxtrot, right, of uh Pine Tree Consulting and Logistics. Yeah, this is this is he. Oh very good, sir. I was worried I had the wrong number there. Um again, I am I am Naomi. I work on the desk of uh, Bryce Cohen at Midas. Have I caught you at a bad time?
1: I'm actually on my way to work. Is this something you can send me? via email of sorts or something or of course i have your
2: email now we decide to do a a preliminary reach out to confirm any food allergies or beverage beverage preferences we try to offer a preferred coffee of sorts for our consultants they come in and do consulting work for us in-house uh
1: tea i don't want coffee
2: i'll take a tea any preferred type uh green lunch Just listing off just an obscene number of teas uh green's fine High mountain emperor's choice uh hand picked monkey picked green tea's fine. Yes, of course. Um very good. Uh you should be receiving your plane tickets in the mail in your um email shortly. Look forward to seeing you on Monday. All right. Thank you. Who's next?
4: Did the number leave a voicemail when I hung up?
2: Yeah, so in Francis' case, the voicemail saying, uh, Hi, this is Naomi with Midas Investing and Financial. I'm calling to confirm your plane ticket and food preferences for your upcoming consulting meeting here in New York. Um, when, you get a, when you get a chance, please call me back. Gives you a full phone number. If I want to hear from you, I'll just send you the information we have on file to your email. We look forward to working with Pine Tree Consulting and Logistics and
4: hopefully hear you from before you depart. Ah, uh, Great. It would have to be now. Um." I won't call them back. I'll just let it go to my email. That works. It's to my email.
2: Yeah, and well, that'll work. Florence or Faustus? Florence will go next. All right. So you picked up. Hello, this is Naomi with Myas Investing and Financial. Is this uh, Dr. Rebecca Florence? It is. Uh, excellent. I was hoping to catch you at this hour of the night. Uh, I'm calling to confirm your seat preferences and if you have any food restrictions or... <sighs> Beverage preferences for your time in office with us.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'll take first class, uh, no beverage preference.
2: Uh, but of course, is Delta an acceptable airline?
0: That'll do fine.
2: Excellent, excellent. I guess kind of table talk moment. Does Florence know this is Delta Green necessarily, or is she just kind of used to this type of treatment? I
0: would imagine since they've they've used her, her alias, Yeah, she's assuming uh, that it's Delta Green. That works. Also, I think she's probably used to this this kind of treatment.
2: No, That's fair, yeah. In situations, yeah. As a veteran of the operations, she's kind of used to this type of thing.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, she goes to conferences all the time, focused around, like, her job and whatnot.
2: Yeah. Last but not least, Faustus. All right, so you pick up, you get the same spiel. How do you react to this one? Professor uh, Galt, how may I help you? I'm sorry. I'm looking for um, uh, Mr. Horatio Faustus. Do I have the wrong number? Ah, my apologies. Um, this is he. Ah, yes, of course. Um, yes, yeah, so this is Naomi with uh, Midas Investing and Financial. I'm trying to. I'm calling to confirm your uh, food and beverage preferences, and also if you have a preferred seating, and if Delta will be okay if your upcoming trip. We look forward to seeing you on Monday in house. Um. Uh,
3: uh, let's do first class i'll take whiskey on my flight
2: excellent excellent
3: i will see you monday
2: do you have a preferred uh year span of any kind mr faustus
3: i'm not looking for anything too crazy let's go with like a japanese whiskey
2: yeah understood of course uh, an import we can arrange for that uh look forward to seeing you <sighs> yeah so you get to go back to your normal days at this point probably uh An hour or so after the phone calls come through, you get an email confirming all of this. Also, on your work emails, you get notification from your bosses that maybe not in in Faustus's case. Maybe this is a little bit different. Uh, You're a bit of a hot water. In Foxtrot's case, he probably gets a message that he's being reassigned to a uh, joint terrorism task force based out of New York. Uh, Francis and Florence both receive something similar through work as well. Emergency think tank of sorts. Mm. what does faust's react how how does this work like is it a summons to uh, how would this work for a priest i guess kind of thing like would it be a summons to New York at that point it would just be kind of a he has to make up excuses on his own
4: I know for the Catholic Church they do a lot of like visiting for like priests they can like they like i don't know you, you know you don't know talk about like they um uh, you like tour essentially it's like a priest to like experience other dioceses or whatever
2: sure.
3: I think I could probably because, like, he is still a professor as well and whatnot. So I think if anything else, calling it a uh, research trip, more than likely. If anything else, touring the diocese would probably be a better explanation. Then,
2: no, sure, yeah. I guess like, what sort of arrangements do you make? The other ones have been officially excused from work. They've got official. Hey, you are doing this thing. What's your excuse? Like, do you arrange for someone to come in and kind of cover for you. What's the what's the approach on this one so yeah
3: if anything it's like to the class it's like my apologies i do have to take a baby sabbatical um your assignments can be found here and here and then i need to go talk to the dean's office we will see you and i would say no later than a week y'all have a good one and i just start heading over to the dean of the Dean of Studies
2: office. Sure. I'll buy that. Yeah. So you all arrive in New York and kind of a weird twist of fate that there are town cars waiting for each one of you with your code names on them. Again, they're acting as though these are real, normal names. Maybe Foxtrot's a tad weird, but people wind up with strange names. And you are escorted individually to Midas Investing and Financial. So it's upper floors of a a skyscraper in the financial district of new york it's quite tall it's the kind of top three floors of this and as you enter it's very modest lots of glass and metal and kind of expensive woods but seemingly out of place kind of dead center of the bottom floor. it seems to be kind of a common area and kind of a reception area of sorts there's a large stone black obelisk that the more you look sorry the more you look at it more you're pretty sure that either this thing was built as part of this building or it grew here because there's no way it came up through the escalators and the chances of them airlifting something like that into this place are relatively low. Again, like this thing, it's two stories tall. The offices are kind of bottom floor and then you kind of, kind of open office concept going the two floors up and the center of you got this kind of just slick looking black obelisk.
0: Um, I have a, a bookkeeping question. Sure, I know that Florence can build uh, Elder Shot. Could she have made a couple rounds of shot
2: before uh, the operation? Yeah, sweet. She may also have some time to make more once this operation gets up and running, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a willpower cost to make. Yeah, right. Yep. Cool. Uh, how much would you say she had? Know. I'm just so for clarity.
2: Well, I guess my question is: Has she tried them yet? Uh, obviously, she has a chance to try them off. But like the chemistry of bullet making, I suspect she gets the. Uh,
0: yeah, she hasn't tested it on any one, but she's definitely gone to like a range. Uh, probably not even a range. She probably drew, uh, drove out to the countryside, shot some trees.
2: Yeah, sure. I'll say twelve hand, uh, twelve like revolver rounds or something, because they're larger bullets, so they're easier to kind of work on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, so you've entered this kind of strange, a very modern, very kind of typical financial offices with this just big black obelisk in the center of it. Uh, people's reactions to that. You're, I consider that You can also be entering separately. I'm not. It doesn't really matter if what we're doing at this exact point. I
3: kind of want to run an occult check on that obelisk. All right, if it's possible. It most certainly is. 83 out of 32. I fail that occult check.
2: Alright, now give me a willpower check. Ooh.
3: I fail the pow check. 81 out of 60.
2: Alright, so as you were getting closer to kind of inspect its occultness for lack of a better phrase, something just starts compelling you to reach into your wallet and pull out a couple coins and toss them kind of at the base of this obelisk. No weird voices, nothing like that, just kind of it wants your money, and you're going to give it to you. It doesn't want a lot of your money, but it definitely wants some of it. I'm sorry, what? The obelisk wants your money.
3: I reach into my pocket for some spare change, just unwittingly. like mm-hmm. It's just almost like an automatic movement. Yeah. And I um grab whatever's there, and I just kind of drop it at the base of this obelisk. The scene that's running in my head is that I, I'm doing that weird thing where I'm just kind of looking at it super up close, scratching my chin with one hand, but like my other hand is just doing its own thing.
2: Yep, that's, that's exactly what I was picturing too. Yeah, no, it's you're not in very much control of this, but you kind of snap out of it when the coins hit the ground, make the clinging sound, and while else is going on? A uh, Middle-aged man, we'll call him, late 40s, early 50s, walks over, he's in a suit, throws an arm around you, pay it no mind, it does that occasionally. Uh, Pine Tree Consulting, I assume, right? Yes.
3: Pine Tree Consulting, i um, here to head over to Midas Investing and Financial.
2: Well, if you're in the right spot, they, they brought you here, as they were told, to kind of grab your hand in a strong heart, handshake. Bryce Cohen, I'm your host for this evening, I suppose. Uh, uh, please, uh, jo- uh, uh, go wait for the rest of your team to arrive in um, conference room C. I kind have of gestures across the area there to a conference room. What's that? One solid wall of glass facing out into the space. We will be getting shortly. Uh, please make yourself at home. Uh, someone should be along soon to get you tea or water or coffee if you need some
4: after your flight. Well, thank you. Go ahead and do that. So Francis will, um, when he sees this big black obelisk, he's going to immediately tense up. You know, this is this is obviously not. You know, beyond understanding of how it got up here, and he's uh, he's gonna you know he's gonna look around and see if anybody else is like, you know, kind of like freaking out about this, and he's gonna, and I you know obviously he doesn't you know this is probably normal for the people who work here, yeah. He's gonna try to see if he can like kind of snoop a little bit, you know, see if there's like, you know, see what this what, what's really going on here, you know. Yeah. Obviously, if he's only got a minute, we can't do anything much, but like, see if he can figure out anything. Look around, maybe. Yeah. So what are you looking for? I don't know, is there like a like a brochure near the entrance that just like kinda of lays out what this company does?
2: Not a brochure. Uh give me a search though. Give me a search at plus forty, actually. Sure. Uh, success. Yeah, so if kinda of from across the room you see a variety of like plaques and those very corporate statues and awards they give out, like those like weird glass abstract shapes and you kinda of wander over to that and you see it's a bunch of charity work and donations and outreach and based on this, like this is an investing firm of some kind or money management uh, variety of references to uh, record earnings and like a couple pictures of like very wealthy looking clients shaking hands with various people you assume work for the firm kind of thing uh, you probably kind of find in this area like a, like a sign proclaiming like greed is good or something like that, something really on the nose of how financially <laughs> driven this place is. Gotcha. You, you do find something proclaiming that the official slogan of Midas of this company is um we actually have the Midas touch. Ah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, but so that's you're kind of wandering around eventually someone walks over, um they're dressed very business attire. Uh we'll say it's a woman in this case, a kind of pencil skirt, looks like either a broker of some kind or maybe a lawyer and she kind of looks like are, are you here with uh, Pine Tree Consulting? Uh yes. Ah, very good, sir. If you join your com- colleague in the conference room over there, we can begin shortly. Uh, we're still waiting on three more of you.
4: Ah, uh, Excellent. Thank you so much.
2: Uh, this uh,
4: is this a, this a mighty impressive office here. Uh, how, how long have you guys been here?
2: We moved into the office, kind of pauses for a second, I want to say 10 or
4: 15 years ago.
2: Um, why do you ask?
4: Oh, just it's, it's very impressive. Obviously, I'm looking towards the stat, the, the obelisk.
2: Yeah, I doesn't even notice you're looking at the obelisk kind of thing. Someone should be along to get you uh, refreshments in a moment.
4: Excellent. Thank you so much. And I'll make my way over there. Yeah.
2: Florence.
0: Yeah, she's going to see the obelisk and she will pause a minute and think. uh, And I want to see if I can make an unnatural rule to see if she can figure anything out about
2: this. You absolutely can. 37 out of 7 fail. All right. So, uh, given your unnatural on this one you're a little more keyed in on this thing and it's not some black pharaoh bullshit kind of thing this is not of that type (laughs) but there's definitely something off about this and kind of thinking about this in a more abstract reality bent kind of way you do hear just the faintest of whispers from this thing kind of But it's weird like it's an ancient it's that kind of ancient tomb talk but it's talking about the stock market and currency exchanges and very modern financial stuff. It's not no sand damage on this one. It's just kind of you're surprised. No one hears this, but at the same time, maybe it's all in your head. It's very weird. The more you look at it, though, this thing is most definitely unnatural in some nature, though. It's too smooth. It's rock, but also kind of glassy in surface almost like it's almost like obsidian. Yeah, but like not rocky enough to be obsidian. Yeah, she, uh, just, uh wraps
0: her arms around herself, and one of her hands rests on her hip, where she has a, a, a gun hidden under her clothes. That'll work? Yeah, she's gonna look
2: around. And someone walks up to you, uh, admiring the obelisk, I see. Sure. It's kind of become the company, uh, icon, if you will, uh, Bryce brought it in a bunch of years back, and he calls it the lucky charm of the office, uh. Bryce, uh, Bryce Cohen. He's kind of the yeah. CEO around these parts. Uh, you're with Pine Tree, right? Uh,
0: yeah. How long ago did he bring it in?
2: I think he used to have it at the old place. Uh, he started off with some small firm, and it used to be there. And I think he made a big deal of moving in here. Kind of looks at looks at it. Yeah, I don't remember though. It kind of was like it's, it feels like it's always been here, almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah can't remember a time we didn't have it in the office. No idea how we got it in, but. Yeah. Must
0: have been a project.
2: Yeah, it predates me.
0: Yeah.
2: I think uh, you, you said you were the pine tree, right? Yeah. You'd be meeting in that uh, conference room over there, kind of gestures and Francis and Boss well, Esrodi in there. Yeah, I think that's you guys.
0: You happen to have a um, business number to uh, Bryce Cohen? Just in case we need to ask him some questions.
2: We'll be meeting with starting. you shortly. Uh, it's you're uh, uh, you said you're with Pine Tree. Like you're, you're here to do some internal auditing or something. I guess so you're, you're you've been hired as the outside consultants for something. I I don't know. I I, I just make the place placement. Kind of handle the legality of what we get up to. I guess don't get me wrong. We want a clean ship. But nothing to investigate here. But you know how these things work. We have to run an external audit every couple of years. And I, I guess him and your founder go way back or something so i don't know
0: lawrence will nod and pull out like a notebook and say uh, can i get your name
2: i have looks at you um uh sure uh, i i'm jacob price i work and i'm i'm the head of our investing wing here uh mostly overseas stuff these days uh domestic's kind of the second share at this point uh, okay. uh who, who are you again oh
0: um lawrence
2: kind of excited uh Florence, uh, first name, last name? Ah, Rachel Florence, good to meet you. Uh, yeah, Bryce should be along shortly. Cool.
0: Well, we're doing the audit here. Just need to get your name and your information. Since you're headed of investing, we might have some questions for you later. Get- oh,
2: you'll, you'll, you'll have all that. We spent all of last week pulling together a variety of binders and whatnot for you. Uh, cool. We're prepared. Mm-hmm. Don't get us wrong. Uh, we got nothing to hide here. It's all above board. Uh, we may look like we're all slick, but we're really just business people
0: she's, like, staring at the poster that, like, whoa, greed
2: is good. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. We'll go to the
2: conference room. Yep. Last but not least, Foxtrot.
1: Alright, so I'll uh, walk on in, and I'm just gonna lean against the wall and just kind of wait in the room, and just kind of look around, but kind of, like, not really focusing on anything, but just kind of getting a general look around the room.
2: Sure. Yeah, so while you're doing that, Miss Pine kind of comes up the elevator, too, and stands next to you. Social as ever, Agent Foxtrot. Well,
1: you didn't hire hire me for my social skills.
2: No, I suppose we did not. Come along. I'm sure they'll be serving refreshments shortly. Uh, should go join your colleagues.
1: Sounds good. Shall we?
2: Yeah, so she kind of walks with you into the conference room of this, uh, so... What you're realizing is, as like the door, as like she closes the conference room door behind her, and the wall that was clear glass a second ago just suddenly turns an opaque white, kind of barricading you off from the rest of the office. Agents, welcome to New York, and more importantly, welcome to Midas Investing and in Financial. Its CEO, Bryce Cohen, is a um, complicated, friendly, if you will, of our little organization. As I, you, I'm sure you no doubt noticed uh, the obelisk in the uh, in the center of the office space. Uh, we have turned a blind eye to some of uh, Mr. Cohen's more unnatural dealings in the financial world. N- nothing we'd normally concern ourselves with. Just the occasional stroke of impossible luck and timing on his part. have again, like not even seeing the obelisk, I of gestures her head at it in exchange for him being a. Uh, informative sorts in the white-collar world. As you may remember from your last operation, we started investigating a Cairo importing, and that was a dead end. But it did lead us to a long-standing target of Delta Green. Now, uh, the connection is shaky at best, but the fact that we came across Samuel Bolton as part of the investigation at all was worth at least running down. Now, we've, uh, before Mr. Cohen arrives to give you more of a financial briefing on the situation. We have some business to attend to of our own. We've arranged for you to be here under the cover as IRS uh, forensic investigators. You'll have full rent of the office here. You'll have the support of any resource the office here can provide. Again, this is courtesy of our somewhat strange relationship with Mr. Cohen. And more importantly, though, you're here as part of a terrorism think tank. So don't worry about what's going on at home. Uh, Faustus may not help you out that much. Uh, most importantly of all, Agent Trank. Uh, you may remember some of her as, uh, as Agent Fiddlesticks. I believe, kind of gestures at Faustus and Foxtrot. I believe she was part of your recruiting process as well. She has arranged, uh, she's actually opened an official IRS investigation to this. You have a little more cover on this one. We expect, given the high-profile nature of who we're investigating, that it may come under some sc- We've managed to make you look and, uh, for all purposes, feel as so though you're part of the IRS, but under an official scrutiny or kind of a full check, unfortunately this cover will not hold, but for most purposes, even local PD, you should be able to slide by unless you do something that people don't believe the IRS is capable of doing.
0: Do you have IDs for us?
2: kind of goes into a bag and put some ids on the table for all of you and again it's uh, it's irs um ids for all of you they managed to find some more bad pictures of you though which kind of seems to match with the irs vibe she's going for
0: and uh florence look at them and see if she can pick out like anything that would obviously tip people off this being fake
2: uh, if you want to kind of roll for that the ids look really legit though like they've gone through an official kind of irs yeah. print or anything they have like the hologram and everything like they have a serial number on them they're high quality
0: what's the role for that
2: do you have any art skills
0: uh no no i have bureaucracy pretty high i don't know if that would be useful. how high is your bureaucracy 85
2: yeah that that will give a um, tie enough for you to roll on this you've seen enough official ideas give me a roll on it i'm just more looking sure. for critical uh, failure on this one than anything else 36 out of 85 yeah you're good. This is. This somehow looks more official than your real CDC ID. <laughs> Maybe it's how new it is. Maybe it's the fact that, like, in your CDC ID, you look, like, professional, and this is, like, every startup of the IRS just leaned in too hard. Like, there's just a deadness behind your eyes in this photo. Like, either it's amazing Photoshop or, like, someone caught you all on your worst day ever. Yeah.
0: Those pickers up and nod.
2: Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen... We're bringing you here to investigate an organization known as the Century Club, but more specifically, one Samuel Bolton. Samuel Bolton came under investigation back in the late 90s when our organization seized a uh, collection of uh, Confederate war memorabilia for other reasons, and this put us on the strange trail of Mr. Bolton. As best we can tell, the Samuel Bolton that you will no doubt meat as part of this investigation, has been alive and well and looking more or less the same since the 1800s at a minimum. All this permanent and truly trustworthy identification we found of some kind is a early Civil War era tintype. It's a predecessor to modern photography where using tin, a photograph would be kind of emblazed on that tin. The resemblance is uncanny. Many years back, we began investigating Mr. Bolton as part of the Cult of Transcendence, which, I'm not sure if any of you have heard of that, but it did not go anywhere. Ironically, Mr. Bolton was in no way, shape, or form connected to that organization, even though we believed he was in the the kind of early 80s.
0: What are we to do with Samuel Bolton? We're not sure
2: yet. We're not even 100% sure something unnatural is happening here. It's possible there's just impossibly strong genes in that family keeping the the sons looking at it. i believe the current mr bolton is dubbed samuel bolton the eighth or ninth of some kind uh the, the numbers get screwy after a certain point it's a quote a family name the family has a long stretching history back in the shipping industry of some kind uh, but this is where things get kind of interesting so we came across his name not as an attachment to cairo importing but as we dug into Cairo, it seemed to imply that in some way Bolton's shipping was in some way linked to Cairo, despite we have no proof that Cairo even existed. Hence why you're here. We are hoping that whatever this connection is actually may have actually finally give us something to fully investigate into Mr. Bolton. But in addition to that, there is the Century Club, which has a bit of a strange history as well. As uh, best we can tell, uh, Samuel Bolton is the his family, at least, was the founding, the founders of this. And it stretches back to the early 1900s as kind of an adventurer's league, if you will. You've all seen kind of pictures and stories about the, the British equivalents, lots of hiking, lots of hunting, lots of, in hindsight, extremely racist extracurricular activities to various corners of the world. It started off as that and seems to have evolved into more of a financial sharing organization of some kind, which is where your cover comes in. In certain circles, there's been a long-held belief that the Century Club is guilty of some form of insider trading. It's populated by the wealthiest of the wealthy. Its 100 members seem to have a minimum yearly income of several million dollars apiece. And once you're a member, you hypothetically gain access to excessive knowledge that could be useful in turning a profit and other things. It appears to mostly be involving business people of some kind, but the it's an extremely secretive group. There's no actual official records of it. We've just heard. Various rumors in connection to him throughout uh, over time.
3: So the Samuel fellow, this he's he's eight and eight or nine. It's not like that funny little meme that people keep posting about Nicolas Cage being this guy from like the eighteen hundreds, right?
2: So as you're saying, that she kind of takes out a variety of folders. Uh, she takes a folder out from her back, kind of puts it down the table, and spreads it out. And it's easily a hundred and thirty years of photos of a person that. Damn near looks identical. Going back to this tintype she has, and that's the last one on there. We're like different hairstyle, different beard style, but man, this person either has incredible genes through their family that make them look almost exactly the same, or it's indeed the same person. Like the likeness is uncanny across all of these.
3: Huh? That's creepy.
2: Hence why we're involved, Agent Faustus.
3: So with our covers of being irs members we're going to be running a audit or have we not is there not really a
2: major plan for that or was i just not paying attention during that time after your success in the field in chicago we've we're giving you the freedom to do as you will we can provide some support but we were this is more of an investigatory type of mission as opposed to a formal assault uh fact finding surveillance gathering of sorts uh if need be we can hand this off to a more tactical team but given the nature of the century club and the highly kind of nomadic lifestyle mr bolton seems to employ given his multiple offices across the globe this feels like a rare opportunity far too much of a coincidence given everything else going on and how we were alerted to his presence again
4: so our whole our whole point of being here is just to find out if anything weird is going on
2: we believe that there is something definitely weird happening we're just not sure what at a minimum, Mr. Bolton's guilty of living for the better part of multiple centuries hypothetically something that we need answers for at least at a minimum
4: I mean did other than other than the fact that he he's had some run-ins back in the nineties did you did, did something recently tip tip you off? just the ties to his
2: company, given the whole cairo importing thing uh, again, we're not expecting you to find much necessarily, and we're hoping to more just cross this off a list as a potential source of investigation but Seems too circumstantial. Almost as though someone aimed us at Bolton Importing or Bolton Shipping. Hmm. What
4: what what was the link?
2: That's just it. Cairo didn't exist, but we kept getting referred back to boats that are held in his company's name, or kind of crates or sea crates that were somebody linked back to his company.
3: Do we have a list of his company's subsidiaries by chance?
2: We can provide it. It's extensive and. Uh, like many large companies like this, full of shells. Gotcha.
3: Well, nonetheless, if I could have one of those provided, as well as a... just focus more so on his shipping... any kind of shipping stuff, especially if there's outsourcing regarding Egypt.
2: He ships almost everywhere, unfortunately. We're not sure that even Cairo is necessarily an intentional name, it's just something that was picked at the time again we found no proof Cairo importing existed of any kind uh, hmm. we believe Bryce will also have some more information to kind of the dealings of Mr. Bolt and that's why we continue to tolerate his activities and why we have chosen to operate out of his offices here of course okay before I invite Bryce in any more questions that the uh, uninitiated should not be privy to or is it safe to Assume we'll talk later, and we can move on for the time being.
4: Can you tell us anything more about the Century Club? Like, any any sort of important members? Like, any locations?
2: Aside from a few rumblings we were capable of finding, and a couple angry blogs about its existence, it's very clandestine, rule-the-world, members-only type of vibe. We're not even totally convinced it's actually real. More just kind of a general Illuminati, uh, Mason type of thing few blogs we were capable of finding that mentioned things about it had a mild occult vibe to it, but in the same way that the Masons do, a kind of, we have secret secrets about the world, if you will. There are several references to it, though, in colleges like Yale and Harvard that have financial backgrounds or have prominent financial programs that this is a kind of like the skull and bone society you may have heard of. This is maybe not linked to that, but kind of a social club for those that excel in those hypothetically. If this does indeed exist, we believe it's an elite, the elite type of thing, which would make sense with uh, Mr. Bolton's connection to it. All right, all right. So you kind of like does a signal thing, and the doors open up, and Bryce Cohen walks in. The guy that some of you met earlier—he's looking very happy in his suit, kind of things. Very smiles about this. Got that real kind of slick, um, insincere business guy smile going on. Kind of wanders into the room, kind of claps his hands, and. Your drinks are brought in by a secretary or someone who works in the office. Kind of place in front of you. It's even foxtrots. Very generic green tea is just like the greenest green tea possible, kind of thing. Like it's this is all some unbelievably obnoxiously expensive versions of all these things. No expense has been spared, kind of thing. This is an office that's used to pampering its guests, and it's geared to do just that. Miss of yields her space to Bryce. Agents, if you have any kind of more specific financial questions about Mr. Bolton or have looks at Bryce, or I believe you have some information about the Century Club of some kind, this would be a time to ask. He will obviously be here. And uh, sorry, I should let you do this yourself, Bryce. Uh, Bryce, uh, the agents that will be working this, uh, agents, Bryce Cohen, a longstanding friendly of the program. He like like straightens his tie. Well, welcome to my humble office. Uh, I do hope you enjoy the beverages and refreshments we provided for you. Uh, lunch will be provided at noon. Uh, just if you put an order in before then, we can have someone else go out and get it for you. Welcome to New York City and my humble but successful office. It's about time someone investigated that bastard Bolton, that slimy son of a bitch. He's uh, got his fingers in kind of every business dealing in the shipping world known to man. Don't bother trying to go through his various kind of companies. They all are shells within shells and lead back to one another. Man ships across the world. Uh, There was mention of Cairo when someone asked me about it earlier. I'm sure he ships there if there's a port there. Man does trucks, planes, boats. I suspect if he could do it by horse still, he would. Heard once he even sponsored a dog sled team. Have you met him? Once or twice we've overlapped in social fundraisers. Uh, We swim in Similar circles, if you will. Uh, Museum galas, helping the homeless, helping the poor, uh, fundraisers, auctions. You know, he likes antiques. I like screwing rich people out of the said antiques. Man, some old money, though. Uh, Kind of looks down at our, kind of waves his hands around. Up and coming enterprises. Does he have a office here in New York? My understanding is yes, uh, we can run that information down for you. I believe that there is a uh, Bolton Shipping offices at the docks, and if he's like most people in that industry, he also probably has a local office as well. It's a little bit nicer for the entertaining parts of the business world.
3: So this Bolton fellow, his family kind of runs a Century Club and everything else. That was he associated with any other kind of uh, kinds of. I don't know, secrets, not secret societies, other kinds of high societies? Like, do we have...
2: Do you? Did you Did you know him in college at all, or no? Kind of looks at you, kind of puffs his chest out. I'm a small man that made it big in the world. Bolton is to be believed to his word. He's attended prestigious colleges. I believe it was Cambridge or something like that over in Europe. As I said, man comes from old money. Old, old, old money. If you dig into his uh, shipping company, it's a family affair dating back to the early 1900s, late 1800s. He used to occasionally joke when we came over on the Mayflower or something like that. An old family, an old American family, if you will, that's been involved in shipping for a century. You know the type. They think they rule the world and they have enough money that they probably do in some ways. Lots of connections, lots of dealings. Everyone that's anyone kind of knows something about them in certain circles, but also they're rich enough that they get to be a tad secretive. Man goes and does as he pleases to a certain extent within certain circles. If you get a whiff of him investing in something, many people are bound to follow. We try to avoid that uh, trend given the, what's the right phrase, herd nature of it all. We tend to think of ourselves as risk-taking individuals, but that's more business than you're looking for. I see. Think of Bolton as kind of one of those uh, almost cartoonishly rich people we have seen in some of those TV shows that have a little bit too much money they could lose several million and still not know they lost a couple million, unlike us working stiffs.
0: Why don't you give us a rundown on uh, some of the accounting aspects of Bolton's industries or Bolton's uh, side of things, angles we can look at to pry into his company.
2: If I'm being honest, it's a relatively clean, it's a relatively clean business as far as shipping goes. They occasionally have a, uh, Port Authority run-in or a customs problem they are forced to uh, navigate, but as best I can tell, they've been running the better part of a century, a clean, above-board operation. No one in shipping is inherently completely clean, though. It's got a bit of grift and then some. That seems to be more on kind of the captain level, the day-to-day operations end, if you will. They're successful, not the most successful, but again, when you're as established a company is that you don't need to be the most successful at this point, just successful enough, I suppose not the cheapest they're not undercutting anyone to kind of boost their margins that you go with bolton shipping because you want the best and decent enough ships i suppose uh, they have a pretty major presence over in the port over in new york harbor i guess is the more correct name for it
3: has bolton uh by any chance have has bolton by any chance been involved in any kind of public hearings or any kind of like
2: public law drama that's just it uh he is exceedingly secretive uh the, the fact that you even were aware of him as an organization is surprising the man is well known in certain financial circles but not flashy no high-end cars no magazine covers just kind of seems to exist and keeps going on uh a few times i've been him, he's a tad boring uh but a, a very worldly i suppose very into kind of older history at this point uh Loves his antiques, uh, specifically uh, kind of Greek and Roman stuff, uh, mostly European stuff in general, but that seems where he spends his most money these days in that kind of realm of things. You know like what
0: like area of the Greek Roman ask? Is it all Greek centralized, or is it just everything from the the Empire?
2: Ma'am, I run a uh financial investing and money management firm. I didn't go to school for history. It's all, you know, as they say, Greek to me.
0: Shrug. You know something about the Century Club?
2: I was at one point approached to join it several years back. I paused for a sec. I think this was six or seven years back. Um, Pauses for a sec. Uh, it was a, um, I have snaps his fingers while I was thinking about this. I was approached by an Oscar Nelson about it. Uh. I was already, uh, involved in the organization that you all are part of and recognized something that might be problematic down the road for what it was. So I chose to decline their offer. But, uh, yeah, it was several years back after we, um, closed an especially large deal, a real amazing turn of luck on our part, just huge windfall, a huge income, big payout for everyone involved and completely unlikely with set circumstances. We were approached after that. Now that you mentioned it though, uh, Oscar was a strange fellow he's a socialite as well here in the city runs in certain crowds not that I have anything against the homosexuals he's just uh, very flashy in those categories and no one's quite sure where he gets his money from but he has plenty of it and loves spending it Oh, so
0: the obelisk would that be a way to hit it big again?
2: ah uh, you noticed the obelisk uh, that's just that's just my lucky charm. He just stares at him with a really look. Ma'am, I promise you, the obelisk at worst makes the occasional fool part with a small amount of change. It's truly is just a lucky charm at this point. Uh one could say it's drawn to the successful. Alright. Past the Fourth of July. No, it's after like we'll say like July 6th or something.
3: So we know that it's past Fourth of July. But There's always an after-party, right? Is there any kind of social event that we might see a Mr. Samuel Bolton or Oscar Nelson at?
2: Oscar's easy to find. He's all over the city. If there's a place to be seen and maybe photographed, he's there. Ah,
3: so he would be easy to find. Samuel
2: doesn't have a luncheon to be at or anything else? He's more reclusive of the two fact they're both part of the same alleged club is surprising, given their fundamental differences, I suppose Bolton puts off a strong Christian vibe, if you know what I'm talking about, where Oscar is for the life of the party and colorful does Oscar
0: Oscar and Samuel buthead
2: I'm not even sure if they know each other exist uh they're part of the, they're part of the confusion that is the century Club, if Mr. Bolton is indeed linked to that as believed given his family founding history of that. uh, It is a somewhat big club. My understanding it's about 100 members, give or take. No, I was given the impression and informed that it was a a one-time thing. I was either in or I was out. I had 24 hours to mull it over and chose to pass. Uh, Maybe in hindsight that was a mistake on my part, but it seemed as though it was a dangerous thing to involve myself in. Why do you say dangerous? When a man you've never met, who's part of an organization you've never met, approaches you with a offer of lifetime membership and puts off a bit of a spooky vibe, I don't know much about these types of things, but I choose to steer clear of those things, kind of like leans on the table for a sec. Also, you five understand do you see how things actually work? I haven't seen quite as much as the rest of you do, but I've been briefed enough to know that. Sometimes when things go bump in the night, you're better off ignoring them because they're much worse than you might
3: guess. All right. Do we have any other questions? Do we know if Samuel Bolton has a personal assistant? If he's a busy man, he must have somebody.
2: I would assume so. We can uh, put the uh, network of assistants onto that. If he's got a regular assistant in town, I can find that out for you relatively quickly with um, Naomi's help.
3: Yeah, just any kind of lead, I guess, to getting a face-to-face with Samuel Bolton, or just who would be as involved in his life. Uh, But yes, please, if you could find a lead on that.
2: Yes, I get Naomi running, working on that. She'll be happy to help. Uh, Yes, with that being said, though, if you have any kind of more business-facing requests, please run them through us. We're always looking to make new end roads, and what might help you might also help us in the future. We can maybe get you some appointments somewhere that you might not be able to get normally as kind of pauses for a sec. IRS agents, I believe I was told? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. If anyone asks in the office, just tell them the audit's going well. No one, wants to, no one has really wants to know more about that. And of course, the audit's going fine. Kind of looks at Miss Pine for a sec. Right? And she nods. Uh, feel free to use the conference room here for as long as you need. It will be private. We'll even lock the door and give you some special keys for it so you'll have sole access to it you have network um, phone access uh, some financial databases that we have access to um, given the industry we've also arranged for you to have um, some hotel rooms at a local hotel normally we put you somewhere nicer if you were more more traditional guests but we were instructed that something a tad lower key with a more forgettable footprint might be more of your interest we still think it's quite nice it's a it's a, it's a double tree they have cookies Lawrence looked unhappy. It'll do. Kind of looks at you for a sec. If you need something else, we can maybe arrange for that. We have a deal with that with that hotel system. Uh, we can go cheaper if that's what you're looking for, more nondescript.
3: I'm just being picky. I think.
2: It's- <laughs> I've asked this, of course, of course. Uh, uh, but yes, um, w- welcome to New York, agents. Uh, I'll be here. My staff can be of limited use. They're not in on everything the way you are. Uh, With that being said, I have some stuff I have to get back to. Uh, Looks at Miss Pine, looks at you. Uh, If that's all, I'd like to excuse myself. I think that's it. Alright, so yeah. He walks out, Miss Pine kind of returns to the front of the room again. Uh, Just so we're clear, uh, Mr. Cohen is aware of the nature of what we do, but not the full nature of it. He's just kind of aware of the unnatural existing. Uh, His obelisk is a topic of much conversation in certain circles in our organization it's not dangerous but we're not sure how benign it actually is at the end of the day he's never come across something that you came across in chicago or kind of looks at lawrence and francis or any of the other things you've had run-ins with some minor occult run-ins over the years but it's the business world strange things happen frat boys will be frat boys
0: If one of us is offered a position in the Century Club, should
2: we take it? I can't think of a reason not to. We're not sure what the recruiting process is for it though, either, so we obviously can't apply pressure to help that process go forward.
0: I Uh, just know that the obelisk out there is spewing out some financial information. might be easy to make one of us hit it big.
2: She kind of looks at you for a second. It's what?
0: Oh, you heard a thing, too. Yeah.
2: Kind of looks at you now. Why
0: do you think he's so
3: successful?
2: It talks. And yeah. Just talk,
3: if not just a little bit of a whisper.
1: So we're hearing things.
0: Not hearing things. It's talking. Why do you think this? She, man- puts,
2: she puts her middle finger and her um thumb up to her eye and rubs them for a second. We just thought it grew. We didn't know it talked. <laughs> well, when you put it like that it makes a lot more
1: sense. My apologies. That's
0: why I asked him if that would help another big break. It is maybe on a subconscious level for him giving him financial advice.
2: Feel free to ask him. He's never mentioned that thing talking. He's often described it as the measure of success. But
0: Yeah. Um, but if one of us is an offer,
2: we'll take it. Excellent. Uh, proceed at your own will. You have, obviously, we... Uh, With all operations, be a bit of a clock on this one, but unlike Chicago, we don't have a set of disappearances to deal with just yet, so do what needs to be done, take your time, thoroughly investigate this. We can cover for a little while with your jobs the beauty of joint terrorism task forces and think tanks is that we can just say people don't need to know.
1: If Samuel Bolton
0: is seen to be uh, unnatural, do you want us to bag him, or do you want us to...
2: Use your discretion. Uh, Mr. Bolton's longevity has long been a topic that we wish to investigate. His circumstantial relation to your previous case is why you're here. Previously, we'd been happy to have let him continue existing since we could not tie him to anything, well, dangerous, but the circumstances are too much for uh, for us to ignore. Historically, we've kind of put an occasional tail on him and found nothing, but. The fact that we're here means that higher up the chain, someone has decided that this is either it's time to finally go after Bolton or the circumstances are suspicious enough. Kind pauses, and we all know how suspicious circumstances work in our industry. Hmm. They're not suspicious. They're just underdeveloped.
0: Does that mean we have funding for this operation?
2: You have mild funding. Uh, we can provide some funds. This is New York, so we also can provide more equipment if need be. We have some green boxes in the area you can access if the, if you find yourself in need of them. I can see that information when desired. It's New York, though you have infinite you anything you want, including pizza at four in the morning, can be provided in multiple flavors and locations, for the safety of your hotel, hypothetically.
1: Speaking of hotel, do we have housing provided, or are we going to have to hunt that down
2: ourselves? Yes, uh, I believe Bryce mentioned that you have housing. Okay, we have a double tree.
3: Oh joy
2: that's so, all agents i have business to attend to in the city but i'll be departing um as always be in touch and let me know how i can help i'll be as best i can will do please report anything you find out as the situation develops and if indeed the situation is just a non-situation let us know and we'll fully extract you
4: all right will do thank you
2: yeah she kind of leaves the evidence she brought with her and kind of puts in burner phones down the table and excuses herself and leaves and exits the office Oh, oh, oh,